Game Boys. Hey there, Internet. Welcome to the Game Boys podcast. My name Every is... Every time I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Lux, and uh, with me, as always, is my co-host. He won't show his face, but I'll let you hear his voice. It's Griffin Davis. Ah, these are getting worse. Well, you said you were so embarrassed, so you inspired me to say something different. <laughs> I pivoted because you threw me off the whole thing. I like when they're topical, so I can I can roll around. I guess it's immediately topical, sure. Um, Lux, how have you been this week? Oh, uh, you know, um, I'm going to Mexico soon, and uh, so I've been preparing for that. Is it gaming related? Mm, I'll be with <laughs> my brother, who has played a video game. Are we so, bringing any games along for this trip? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, probably I'll download something on my phone. I might see if I can convince Berth, my my roommate and your former roommate uh, to allow me to take uh, the PS Vita with me. But I don't know if he'll let me um, just steal the switch and don't tell anyone. It is my switch. I could do that. Yeah, that's what they're for. I know, but then no one else can play switch for a few days. And that's not very nice. Oh, my God. Be selfish. I'm going to be like at the beach and shit. <laughs> Yeah, haven't you seen the Nintendo Switch commercials? It's like eight good-looking people in their late 20s on a rooftop in New York or, like, on an island right. somewhere. Like, right. I should just bring the Switch and play it on the beach and someone will come up to me and be like, wow, you must be the uh, coolest guy. Well, like, what are you doing? But get in here, man. And then all of a sudden there's, like, ten people playing all at once. Be like, Mario Kart, baby. Fuck a Cancun. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I'll do. That's a good <laughs> idea. Maybe I'll do that. Oh, man. Well, uh, I have been playing... A very special game. Uh, we did E3, and it reminded me how good The Last of Us is, so I bought it again. <laughs> you keep rebuying games. I know. Well, I keep either giving... I don't know where they go, uh, but I bought it again, uh, and it was worth it. It was only $20. They remastered it. It's an HD on the PlayStation 4. Man, that game is so good. I know that's not a hot take, but yeah, I'm just loving it. I'm, it's crazy that I'm doing anything but playing that right now. Yeah, like I, sh- I, I was thinking about canceling this. No offense to our guest, our lovely guest. Um, she uh, that's the only reason I'm doing it, really, is because because uh, of her yeah, very busy schedule. Right. Well, you wouldn't. You know, you this wouldn't is the only just, time I could ever get her. You wouldn't just do it uh, on for me. Um, no, of course not. Yeah, no, that would be crazy. But the game is so good and I don't care how long it takes for the sequel to come out. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I got a lot of games to play, so I'm fine. I'm fine not playing that until it's ready. Um, Griff, here's one thing. Uh, I got a Blood Bowl update for you. Okay. Um, for people who don't remember, this is the, this is the, the goblins meets football game. It's like very literal fantasy football. Um, I play as lizard people and my team, the Harlem globalists, uh, are a half game out of the playoffs with four games to go. Oh, right. You guys are called the Harlem globalists. Yeah. It's a really great (laughs) bit and everyone thinks it's very funny and no one ever gets confused by it. So what's the update and why do I care? Well, because you're my friend and you're invested in the progress of my team. And I'm letting you know that we're on a two game losing streak. We're still pretty close to the playoffs and we'll see where it goes. Listeners at home on the edge of their seats. Yeah, well, they're going to get an update next week when I'm one game closer to the playoffs. And eventually they're going to be really invested in what happens to the Harlem globalists. 
Okay, guys. Well, we'll uh, we'll have to Twitch stream some some Blood Bowl soon, so this can somehow oh, be connected to what we that's do. That's a totally good idea. I'll ask Jared if he's okay with that. That's a good idea. We should do that. Yeah, let's do that. Anyways, um, before our guest leaves for better podcasts, let's <laughs> invite her on today. We have the lovely sketch comedian and all around funny gal Ayla Glass. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Ooh. Yes, and <laughs> Ayla is not alone. She brings uh, Winnie with her, adorable little pup. Our first pup on the podcast. Yeah, that's our first our first uh, canine guest. So that's cool. Cool landmark. <laughs> She's a big fan, big fan of the podcast. So yeah. I had to bring her. She begged me. <laughs> sure. Always nice to meet one of our uh, supporters. Uh, so, Ayla, how are you? How are you? How are you doing? How's it going? Yeah, How's what's it, going how's on? How's it going, Ayla? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, wait. I want to think. Ayla brought a beer. She brought us a beer. I this did. is the first guest on Game Boys you, to bring me a beer. Okay, Look okay. at this beer. I'm going to put it up to the camera so you can see. I'm bribing them to be nice to me. It. It's got, is that a dog? Oh, it's an, an elephant. elephant. That's an elephant. Sorry. Uh, that's, okay. An elephant is just a dog that's like committed to excellence, yeah. right? <laughs> an elephant's a dog that's committed to the bit for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a dog. It's got, it's definitely, there's a dog energy though to this. Um, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's an elephant looking like a dog. No doubt about that. But yeah, it's a it's a black current saison. Wow! So uh, the little story on the bottle says that the the elephant painted its nails purple to to blend in with the bushes so it could steal oh. all of the berries. Oh, there's a whole story behind there this icon. Is. The elephant has purple purple nails, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sneaky guy. He's he's, he's a mischievous elephant. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's Honestly, a, if you if you have an animal uh, mascot for whatever you're selling, it has to be mischievous, right? It can't toe the line. I mean, especially if it's alcohol, like you yeah, can't just right. have like a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just um, a super chill, yeah. <laughs> straightforward. Yeah, it's like beer brought to you by very diligent businessman lawyer iguana. <laughs> <laughs> because if anything, if anybody knows anything about iguanas, they are. Diligent and business minded. Yeah, they filed their taxes early. I walked up to the planet Earth last night, and those iguanas seemed extremely focused on not getting eaten by snakes. <laughs> well, let's all aspire to be the iguana on this podcast, and less of the drunk <laughs> elephant. Yeah. Um, but no. Ayla, uh, welcome. Let's let's learn a little bit more about our guest. How about Ayla? Where are you from? Well, I am from Kansas City, originally, Kansas City area, specifically Overland Park, Kansas. So if people are like, what state? Kansas. Sure. Uh, yeah. And I've been out in L.A. for five years. What made you want to move to uh, such a such a place? Such a place. <laughs> Why am I here? Yeah. Uh, so, well, it's kind of a funny story called I, uh, I went to college. I'm a bit older the new Griffin. I went to college and graduated in 2009 and a funny thing called the financial crisis had just happened and there were really no jobs. And so although I had been um, pursuing advertising in college, I decided that I wanted to go back to, to acting, um, which I had done growing up. And so I told my parents because I had done one student film in college and I thought I was very prepared to do that. <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's on Vimeo, mom. Yeah. I'm going places. Yeah. It was <laughs> real official. It's, the re it's on the real video hosting site, mom, for art. It's on Vimeo. <laughs> for time-lapse videos of yeah. New York City. Yeah, this is It was beautiful. YouTube. It was like a thriller. <laughs> I got murdered, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> 
but you, you got the you got the taste still, regardless of yeah. the quality of the film. You know, it, it made you want to be an actor again. Yeah, it made me want to be an actor again, and I was kind of like, I, I thought I was going to go to business school, and I just didn't like it, and uh, so I was like, you know what makes me happy? Acting. I want to go back to acting. Mom and dad, I want to act, but instead of theater, I want to move. To LA and be in the motion pictures, and they were like, "That's ridiculous. Why would like, you say I that?" I want to be in them talkies, and they <laughs> were like, "Be in the talkies." So they were unsupportive. I am always interested in this question of like, are the parents in in, in on it or not? Because uh, for me, my parents have never told me what to do. I've always just been like, "I'm doing this," and they're like, "We support you." And I'm kind of like, "Guys, can I get a little more friction here? Uh, like, <laughs> I, need, I need something to rebel against." You know? Yeah. No. No. My parents have definitely are definitely more of the school of like whatever makes you happy. They were just a little bit, um, I think, disappointed because sure. uh, I grew up doing theater and musical theater and they thought they sent me to I went to Dartmouth and they thought that they're like, yes, we've got her on a different track. Mm-hmm. She's going to an Ivy League school. She's right. totally she's not going to do theater anymore. Like sure. we've made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of the woods. Yes. <laughs> um, and then they were like, no. Yeah. Okay. Foul in the play. Yeah. No, my, Back my to the acting thing. <laughs> yeah. My, my shoot with my parents is not dissimilar. Well, my shoot with my parents basically always, they're very supportive. It always comes with the, uh, are you sure this is a good idea? Is like the implied <laughs> undertone of their response yeah. to anything I'm they're doing. They're like, yes, as long as you, well, you know what you're doing, right? Yeah, go like, for it. If you've ever thought about it, you idiot. Yeah. yeah they're, like, they're like, totally like you can write, you can do video. It's going to be great. But um, you sure? Yeah, you're sure. You're sure. It's like, yeah, no, for sure. Like, okay, well, you're gonna do great, but uh, you're positive. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, like, other than like those like mm, three and a half years that they that I faked them out and that I was gonna, you know, be a in advertising and go to business school, uh, they were kind of prepared for me to be an artist. So sure, they it wasn't too much. They were just like, basically, I was like, you know, after graduation, I was like, I want to move to LA, and they're like you can come home and you can work and you can save money and you can move out there yourself, which is what I ended up doing. So, right. Um, But so, you know, moving to LA for acting. Yeah. A lot of people do that, but, uh, I met you not necessarily in acting circles, but in like more comedy circles. Mm -hmm. Um, I met you, uh, actually at a comedy class at the pack theater, right? That's where we first met. Yes. Soft plug for Uh, the classes at the pack theater. uh, We've never had anyone from the pack on before. And I doubt we'll ever have anyone from the pack again. Never. Never never (laughs) talked about the pack theater before I'm, any I'm length on the slowly podcast. slowly acquiring every sketch member from every team I go see. <laughs> uh, I have other friends. Uh, but yeah, doesn't have other friends. What made you want to go <laughs> or was comedy always part of acting to you or was that like something new that you discovered? Um, no, actually, uh, when I originally moved out here, I, I thought that I wanted to be a dramatic an actor, a serious sure. actor. And um I don't know. Like, I I kind of I think it was kind of similar in theater where I kind of felt like I never quite fit in, which is, I think, why I kind of veered away from it in college. And, um, you know, when I moved out here and going to acting classes, I just never felt like I like 100 percent like fit in with the with the vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) Of it. And um, 
I always loved comedy gro- like growing up. My parents are really, always really big into comedy and stand up. Like they also a part of the letting you do whatever you wanted for better or for worse. Like they let me watch. I like watch South Park like from the first episode. Oh, like I that's literally cool. grew up watching South Park, which is so inappropriate. That's cool. Like, yeah. But did, my parents. Did video games fall into that too? Like you were allowed, were you allowed to play video games? I wasn't as big of a gamer as my yeah. brother, but mm-hmm. yeah, like, I mean, our first gaming system was a Super Nintendo, and I don't really know exactly, like, how that came about, per se. Sure. Um, but... I love those households, though, where where because uh, it was not mine. Uh, my parents weren't strict, but like I definitely had to steal Grand Theft Auto from my neighbor to like play it at my house like late at night at first. Eventually, I was allowed to play it. But. Yeah, we always were kind of I mean, my brother still is more into like strategy games and like, yeah, hell yeah, uh, that's my shit. yeah. So we were never like there was never any conflict with our parents, like worrying about us playing like first person, like shooters oh, okay. and like super violent games. Sure, Cause sure, that just sure. never what we were into other than, of course, Goldeneye. OK, yeah, well, you hell know, yeah. classic, classic James yeah. Bond, the most brutal game at the time. Yeah, was so, it? No, there, no, there was like Mace of the Dark Ages and stuff like that that existed at the time. Yeah, that was the biggest shooting game. There wasn't really any like blood though, not that I can remember. Yeah, and like humans looked like four blocks put together. Yeah, there was a big (laughs) emotional distance between like what it is now when you can like kill people in a video game. Yeah, Mace of the Dark Ages was was bloody as hell. So you talked about not being as big gamer as your brother. So like, when did you start? Like, have you started gotten more into games from like when you were living? As a child, have you like, has it evolved or have you always been sort of like one step off games most of the time? Well, okay. So my story with gaming is that, uh, (laughs) no, I don't really play anymore. Um, but I think it's because it became my brother's thing. So it's just me and I have a younger brother. And so you know how it is with like sibling rivalry and whatnot. So like once he started to get better at video games than me, then I didn't (laughs) want to do it anymore because he was better than me and I didn't want him to beat me at video games. Because right, right. I'm the oldest. So that's kind of where I fall off. But like, I like more like party games, you know, like Mario Kart or like oh, Super yeah. Smash Brothers. Like we'd have GoldenEye parties like when I was in like eighth grade, like ninth grade, like when that game was still was probably like a little older at that point. But um, that was really fun. We'd all hang out in my friend's Carly's basement. Shout out. And, <laughs> and we'd play like GoldenEye. Um, right, yeah. I was never really that great <laughs> You're speaking of this like moment, I think, where everyone kind of like there was these games like GoldenEye, like Super Smash, a lot of stuff from Nintendo where it just hit everyone. It was just a part of growing up. It wasn't like gamers and non-gamers. There are certain games that just like everyone played when they're growing up. Um, and there wasn't this whole like you guys are gamers thing. Like I, I feel like everyone played those. No, games. it was can like I a cool a, thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Can I took a theory at you, Griffin. I think I know how this happened. Yeah, please hit me with your theorem. Okay, so I think this is all this whole like gamer non gamer distinction, the sort of like seriousness of gaming is all like output from online gaming stuff, like stuff like Nintendo games where you could all just hang out with your friends and like play Mario Party and play Goldeneye, like made video games way more generally accessible to people and like fun, goofy thing with your friends. But now it's like when you play even a multiplayer game, you're just by yourself on a headset, which requires a lot more like serious dedication to getting good at a thing. Sure. It like, feels more formally. I'm doing this kind yeah, of thing. It's yeah. just like me and my goofy friends are goofing off. Like even Fortnite, mm-hmm. I have to like focus a lot more, even though it's just like you and me and like a couple of my idiot friends from college. Like it's still right. Right. Ends up being kind of more focused. And I think that like. 
That's why this was, this was pick up and play. Pick up and play was kind yeah, of the vibe of those exactly. games. Exactly. Yeah. play. And like that's yeah, the same with know. like the Switch stuff too, which is why I'm so fucking about the Switch. Yeah, and Mario Party come out this year, so you'll have to come over for the new Mario Party. Which yeah, I think we can play I on October. I'm terrible at video games, but I do like playing Nintendo Switch. And yeah, like someone showed me Mario Kart and like cut the rope, right? Is that one of the games? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like you have to, it's like a puzzle game, right? And you have to like get the ball and like the basket and like, you, you know what I'm talking about? Snipper clips, snipper clips, snipper clips. Yeah, yeah, it's like so notebook paper and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that was yeah. a fun game. No, that's why. I mean, uh, we've talked about this on the show before. I'm but bad at that am, game, so I hate it. It's, <laughs> See, a, it's more of like a logic-based like game, so I'm like better at it. I'm so bad at like hand-eye coordination. I think that's like where sure, I kind of like left off on video games because like when we'll get to like Aladdin later, but once there was just one level and also i want to say how depressed i was once i watched the full gameplay of aladdin realized how short all those levels were and how much time we spent on them but we were in elementary school so like clearly but oh yeah yeah um we'll get into that in a second because we we do i have a lot of takes on that kind of game um but uh you so you started doing comedy and how long have you been doing comedy for out here in la well, you know, like every burgeoning actress in L.A., I was, uh, you know, told to take an improv class. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so I took so I took improv one and two at UCB and I did really like it. Um, but I kind of became interested in writing and I um, met a person who well, I made two like comedy shorts. And then I I met someone who I worked with and we kind of wrote two uh, pilots together. And it was cool because working with that person kind of taught me like their act structure and how to how to do a pilot and um they were both half hour comedies and i kind of got to the end of that like little um process and i realized i was like i feel like my weak point in writing is that i need to get to the joke faster and be able to think outside the box more and so that's why i decided to take a sketch comedy class sure check because i was like that and makes that's where you sense met me and everything went great that's where you met griffin <laughs> and since then you've been living under a bridge and talking to a rock don't know that I ever told Griffin this, but I'm just gonna like out myself in the podcast. Griffin, I was very skeptical of you when I met you. Oh no! See, this is my this is my <laughs> life. This is my entire life. Everyone, I was like, who is this kid? Yeah, yeah. For people who don't know what I look like, I look like the worst. I like, <laughs> yeah. I look like a huge like OC, dude, bro. <laughs> I look like a huge douche. I look like I should be at a carnival ride where you can pay a quarter to punch me in the face. Like, it's extremely true. It's rough. I'm uh, glad I'm not the only person. Oh no, I love that you that. said that because a bunch of people kind of have in private admitted to me that they thought I was garbage. Uh, yeah, no, I mean uh, and until you were a sweet person. Until and I was like, yeah. I have really to. Nice. I, I have to like. Uh, I, I basically have to. Yeah, I have to like lay myself out there. I, I think it's easy. My trick has been to humiliate myself. Uh, that usually works. Um, and also doing shows has helped that because I don't think anyone gave me the time of day until I started doing shows at the back. No, yeah. well, I mean, yeah. yeah, I had a similar first reaction to Griffin too. It's not just you. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, so podcast really, world. If like, you see you know, Griffin, he doesn't suck, even though he I'm looks a, like he sucks. I work currently as a waiter, so I deal with this every ten <laughs> seconds with a new table. Every new table, I have to somehow prove that I'm not the worst. Yeah, you might <laughs> <show> under <laughs> thirty seconds. You just show up. Like, I swear to God, I'm not going to talk shit about you to my friends. Anyways, what would you like to drink? I should wear some kind of shirt or name tag that says that. That probably wouldn't help. Um, but enough about me. Uh, you. So yeah, you do. You. You perform Sketch Monthly here. Tell us about that. 
Yes. Uh, I'm on a house team at the Pack Theater called Patsy. Second Sundays at 8 p.m. Now, prime time, baby. Oh, hell yeah. That yeah. good slot. Yeah. yeah. And you you kind of write kind of like pop culture type sketches a lot, right? Like- um, I do. Well, I realized what I love about comedy is like its ability to tackle like sensitive issues like through like the comedic lens because um it was i don't know some some other comedian said it like as a joke but uh they were like if you're laughing you're learning and i think that that's true even though they were saying it kind of facetiously uh yeah so so i i think that comedians that i admire like key and peel or you know tina fey who you know from like the mean girls era who like, who this <laughs> random you know this little known comedian named tina fey um you know people are really respected also people like mindy kaling um you know they kind of tackle more like socially relevant issues yeah like, and they through truth the, the power that whole thing yeah but it's what i think is awesome is like they don't hit you over the head with it they just kind of like yeah show the, you the issue a fine line yeah it's it, like a sketch definitely if it has a point of view if it is political or social or something they have to make me laugh first uh, and then I'll, and it's like the, like they have to give me like the, the spoonful of sugar before I take the medicine or whatever. Yeah. You know? like it has to be funny first before, uh, it can be thoughtful. Right. Uh, and when it's both, it's the best. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to be like preached to, especially like, honestly, like in a comedy audience, like <laughs> you're probably, they're probably already going to agree with you. Yeah. They're like, on your side. <laughs> yeah. They want to laugh. They just want to laugh about the tragic state of the world right you know? you're not being risky by by like taking down trump or something yeah like that. yeah <laughs> oh, cheeto in chief is what i call him um cheeto in chief sorry i, just, I hate people who say I that mean, I cheesy mcchief <laughs> it's like yeah it's like don't make fun of the way people look except when it's a president we don't like oh just uh, make fun of the way people who are nazis look who cares about their feelings they're fucking nazis sorry that's my power before we get to more hot quick, button time. my quick tangent <laughs> Whoa, Again, if, you said something like, if you said something like that in a comedy theater everyone would agree with you and that wouldn't be comedy um so lots work on your jokes that's I what i'm trying to say a joke it felt like a joke anyways uh let's move on Can't to you think what this, this is a joke podcast think it's showing a us how game. clever he is <laughs> uh let's, let's let's move on uh to what this podcast is actually about um which is games uh so let's let's start with uh i'm very excited about this game that ayla brought on today so let's get right into some history about this game i'm so excited I can show you the world, shiny, shimmering splendor. A direct quote from a 1992 film by Walt Disney Pictures about a street urchin vying for the love of a beautiful princess and ultimately using a genie's power to make himself appear as a prince in order to marry her. That is the direct description on the Wikipedia. That's kind of creepy, right? Anyways, Aladdin is an instant classic. It would seem only natural that video game developers would clamor to create a video game based on the hit flick. But it would not be one developer, but two that would try and create games by the names of Capcom and Virgin that began creating Aladdin games, one for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System and one for Sega Genesis. They raced each other to the finish line, but ended up releasing not only the same year, but the same exact month in 1993. There are ardent fans of both sides, but the Sega Genesis version sold 4 million copies to the SNES's 1.8 million. Shinji Mikami, the designer for the less popular SNES version, and said that if he had not made the SNES game, he probably would buy 
buy the Genesis game because it has a sword and better animation. This time on Game Boys, we play the game not even the game developer would choose. We may show you a whole new world, but is it a shining, shimmering splendor? I'll let the boys decide. With Capcom's Aladdin. Okay, I think that's like so much bullshit. How is he gonna <laughs> undercut his game like that, first of all? Also, the internet agrees with me that Super NES is like the far superior gameplay. Yeah, you know, I've, I tried to find multiple polls from the internet from people, and it is split. You were right. It is very split. Sales do speak to one thing, but sales are just sales, you know. Gamer experiences are important. So I will say I would have liked to have a sword in this game when I played it right this week. <laughs> but Aladdin doesn't have a sword. Yes, and that is exactly my my problem and my sticking point with giving a character, especially a Disney character, a weapon that he doesn't use. Yeah, right? but it's like, look, I think it, I think that the the Sega people were like, I have one note on Aladdin, not enough sword, and four million people agreed. <laughs> No, no. I mean, it kind of speaks to actually this interesting um, split in early gaming between the Nintendo and the Sega, um, because I do think for a while Sega was really gaining on Nintendo and kind of like overcoming it for a while. Like I definitely had a Sega Game Gear and we played Sonic on it a lot. Oh, yeah. Love a Game Gear. But I feel like once... 64 was like way better than Dreamcast, and like I feel like Sega just went downhill after that. Yeah, I mean, well, there was I mean, that. in my opinion, <laughs> there was that, and then like Sega also to compete with like PlayStation and stuff because there's always been this split where like Nintendo makes these kind of more fun, like more kid friendly, family bright colored goof games, and other studios make like these more serious, gritty games. That's been true even back to like uh, Sega and stuff. And like, I mean, you see that here, like this split is emblematic of that, right? Like one is like just Aladdin running around, no sword, just doing some fun goofs. The other yeah. one's like sword <laughs> Aladdin, like killing cops or whatever. Um, <laughs> Whoa, dude, killing a, Arabian cops. Yeah, well, they're the, the guards are the cops of Agra. Arabian I don't think that's a cops. I'll go yeah. off king. But, what, um, what is blowing up? Oh my right goodness. Now? I gotta Griffin, turn off your notification. I'm on DD. So unprofessional. Griff. I gotta go D on this. It's just okay, a bunch of DMs that are like, you kind of make me think you're a piece of shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Change your face. <laughs> uh, got, this is the... not live. How are they how are they hearing this? Um yeah, so uh I'm glad you picked this game because th- there was a lot of these types of games kind of uh the lion king was another one that you thought of bringing on yeah uh these kind of games that came immediately after the disney movie or within a year or so but they were demanding like i thought like i remember the lion king one being very hard maybe i'm just not good at platformers but you mentioned earlier being like i can't believe this guy beat it in like 15 minutes yeah well yeah i i remember i do think lion king was definitely harder than aladdin I don't yeah. remember being able to get past the first couple levels. Like, yeah. I don't think that even, or we, I don't know, maybe got over it, but I don't remember ever seeing the end of that game. I never beat Lion King and I smashed my head against it for weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think it was really hard. And like, honestly, there are parts of Aladdin that are really hard. Like, yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, I, I guess I don't exactly know what their target audience was, but I mean, it's a Disney movie, so 
you would think kids but yeah it took my brother and i like weeks to beat that volcano or not volcano the the strategy i think is if we make the game super hard it'll take longer to beat and it'll feel like there was more of a longer experience or something which is definitely right because if you beat it in like two days you'd be like oh lame uh but uh but there's only what eight levels or nine levels in the game so they should like make them harder six stages and each stage had like two or three Mm -hmm. like levels in it yeah, and yeah. each level like introduced new, different, weird mechanics. At least as far as I got, I only got through the second stage. I'll be honest. What I always liked about <laughs> these games, I don't know if you felt similarly, was like you. I, I was a very, very young at the time, and I would watch the movie, and I'd want to, I'd want to experience the characters or the movie again. And like the games were like a way to do that. Yeah. Um, especially when there was no like internet or or really any other content. Like I grew up in the era of where I loved like my Disney movies are Hercules, Aladdin, Mulan, like that core, those kind of core movies that weren't the classics, but were kind of like the 90s classics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so obsessed with them. But like so the games were like a, a, a way for me to keep on experiencing them past the like the VHS. Yeah, because they they play the sweet music in the background for See, all of them. The soundtrack was bumping <laughs> in that eight bit. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I think I might have a different a different relationship to this game than y'all for a couple of reasons. Oh, he's like, I hate this game. This was my first time ever playing it because I didn't have consoles growing up until the 64. Um, first of all. And second of all, I appreciate the empathy. And then, sorry, everyone's parents can't be as cool as our parents. Yeah, no, it's life. And then they, they can, they just choose not to. <laughs> all right, look, Jack's been on the podcast. We need to talk shit about the rabbi. Oh, no, I love the rabbi. Um, but, uh, and then also, like, when I was a kid, like, I watched Disney movies and stuff on VHS, but I, like, spent a lot more time watching, like, Looney Tunes and Chuck Jones stuff and, like, Tex Avery cartoons and stuff like that. And so Disney was never a huge thing for me. And so. I just like never these games, like Lion King or Aladdin or whatever, or games that I just like never had anything, never mm-hmm. crossed my mind to play Wait, these are games. Are you saying you didn't watch the Disney movies as a kid? No, I watched like I watched each one like once, but then I'd like go watch like the Barber of Seville with uh, with like uh, with Bugs Bunny. That actually makes so much sense. What? It's like, what? I like Bugs Bunny. More He's than, like, like I didn't Mouse. watch your trash. I went and watched yeah. opera. <laughs> I saw. I was watching Shakespeare. I watched, the, I watched the Looney Tunes version of Barber of Seville. Like, I watched the Bugs Bunny one. Was it because of the songs? Do you not like songs? No, it he was. He doesn't be- love whimsy. It he was hates whimsy. My, no, it was because like, my dad had a collection of fucking uh, Looney Tunes VHSs and not Disney ones. It is interesting, like, yeah, how much your parents do really affect your trajectory and, like, what you get to see when you're a kid. I mean, it's obvious, but you think that, like, like I'm still floored every time someone's like my parents never showed me Star Wars growing up and I'm like did they not love you? Oh yeah. Well my parents didn't show me that. <laughs> did they not and love and fantasy and, and adventure? Um, but yeah, so I, I had a very different relationship with this game and so I didn't I think there's a part, point in this game where like like you're saying Griffin let's like revisit these characters you love but like I don't and so for me it was like <laughs> For me, it was so like, fuck it. Give Aladdin a sword. Who cares? Yeah, fuck exactly. Give Aladdin a sword. How how does like what are the mechanics in this game? Why can't I fly around on the carpet yet? What are like my main things? Which is like I don't know a, a, a pretty different perspective because like I think it does. I mean like it, I don't know well enough, but it seems like it kind of captures the spirit pretty well. Like you're doing all these flips and you're jumping off of stuff and there's the music and yeah. And Aladdin is, are, Aladdin in the Aladdin movie is like a very flippy. Like Aladdin was basically pre parkour. Like like <laughs> Aladdin the whole. Movie 
movie is parkouring around guards and stuff, just being a street rat, just like stealing bread and like parkouring away. So like this felt like uh, a natural extension to like his movement and the stuff he does in the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> except my thing. I sent you a message about this earlier. I think I agree with like the things he does are that. Mm-hmm. But everyone in this game moves so slowly. Yeah. It's I, an old game. I know, but it's like there are other old games that move like Mario's an old game and everything in Mario moves much faster than things. Latin. It's like everyone's like underwater or like in some heavy air. I, I thought it was fun. I had fun playing it. I'm not a I'm not, you know, necessarily complaining. It would just be like he'd do a flip and I'd be like, this flip is taking so long. It's like he's moving in like slow motion or like wading through water. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone's mm-hmm. movements were like that. And it was weird. Um, yeah, I enjoyed I mean, like this, it. This I, game developer was not a fan of his game. Like, let's be real. Like yeah. he liked the other version better. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I enjoyed it because um, <laughs> I'd never played it before and I played it all week leading up to this and I had fun. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm going to Google right now. Does, does Aladdin ever have a sword? I'm sure Aladdin has a sword at some point. <sighs> I think he wears a sword maybe as Prince Ali, but I, I don't know. I could um, be wrong. I can't, I haven't seen Aladdin in a while. Yeah. Cause it just seems, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm the weird one. No one remembers. I feel like he picks no up a sword at one point and it gets like very instantly taken away from him. Yeah. Is yeah, this clip? He's got a sword. Right. Is this the clip? No, Abu has a sword. One jump ahead. Yeah, it's like like no. one jump ahead is like there's a second where Abu like has a sword and he has like a turban on and for some reason people think this tiny monkey is a person. Oh yeah, yeah. remember this, that? This clip, this clip and they're right like, yeah, Oh yeah, that's the clip. Yeah, so and then they're the like, monkey's oh, the kidding, it's a monkey. Ever, yeah. <laughs> Canonically, the monkey is as the only one that's ever wielded a sword. Now, what if the monkey had a sword? Uh, now, that is a direction I think they should. I would, have gone. I, watch, I would play an Abu video game. Yeah, mm-hmm. right now. Yes. Well, you know, they should make that because there is a side story in this where Abu gets lost for some reason in the in the video game. You know, I did not get that. Uh, It's like a side. It's like a side mission or it's it's one of the levels. Yeah. Did you watch the whole? Well, I mean, I I watched it. I watched a speed run of it. So, so, okay. So it's so there's two in the middle of the game. There's like these two weird stages in which they were just like, oh, this movie isn't have enough cool stuff in it for us to make an entire <laughs> video game, so we're just going to make some stuff up. <laughs> so one of the levels or stages is that uh, he goes, Aladdin goes inside the genie's lamp, and it's all this like trippy oh, stuff. I wish I'd gotten that far. I got to... That's actually the most fun levels is like the three levels that are inside the genie's lamp. Um, and they're really hard because they're all like floating in like a cloud city. Um, that sounds awesome. And then after that, once they leave the Cave of Wonders, Abu, quote unquote, falls off the magic carpet and runs into like a pyramid. And so Aladdin has to go in the pyramid oh, now, and save now, now him. Now we're blending. Now we're blending cultures, huh? <laughs> now it's like half Indiana Jones, half yeah. Aladdin. The game developers are like, okay, desert, desert, pyramids. Uh, um, ah. <laughs> like, they're just a free associating at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, they're like, Agrabah. <laughs> pyramids? Sure. And it's like, mm, no, but okay. <laughs> In between Agrabah and the Cave of Wonders. So, yeah, yeah, you have to go, like, rescue Abu in this pyramid. And it's, like, two levels. And there's, like, skeleton guards. And, like, the coolest part about that level, actually, is the moving sand and the sand bats. Yeah, like, I found a lot of, the, out of sand. 
I actually thought that about the the cave of wonders level when you get like you have to go down like the crazy like waterway and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's really cool too. Like the way they use the the movement of like ground and like putting you on rails and making you jump over and dodge stuff. Uh, it's kind of an interesting like platforming mechanic, and I'm glad to know that they <clears throat> use it in other levels because that's as far as I got. I got to the water part. Yeah. See, I mean, I guess I understand like people want a weapon because I feel like that's a big part about video games is wielding weapons. But what I think is cool about Aladdin is the fact that you don't have a weapon, so you're basically just figuring out how to maneuver and jump on top of things and swing from things and flip and I don't know. I always thought. It, like how creative it is, like how many things that you can bounce and jump off of. and Right. And that's the spirit of the character. He's a trickster that that runs away. You know, like I can think of the the the, the street rat song, you know, uh, where he's just like running through buildings and stuff and he's just like slipping out of people's grasps. Yeah. Um, and so it feels it'd, be, it'd feel weird to give him a sword or like a. Art, a cannon gun. <laughs> they just gave him a give gun. Give him a cannon. <laughs> then, you know, at that point, just give him a gun or give him like a sword gun that like turns into a gun. Oh, a gun X sword. A like the sword anime. gun. Yeah, you know, it's a little, that'd be a little more anime. Blaster I mean, cannon gun just X makes sword it. is a real anime and it is pretty good. It's, one of the, it's, the, <laughs> it's the only anime we plug on the show. And we'll uh, because do we it love again. guns it's great. and swords yeah. combined. Uh, Van, yeah. great character, cool hat. So did you beat this game? Uh, no, I never beat it. My, I, we did beat it. Well, okay. I wouldn't say I never beat it. My brother and I beat it together because basically Mm -hmm. we both have our own set of skills, so to speak. (laughs) Um, so basically, yeah, I was better at like figuring out, like, I'm more like a logic puzzle type person. So like I was like when there's like a part of the end where you have to like pull the right levers to get the you know, the stone to like go to the side where you can jump on it to keep moving forward and stuff like that. So like we played the whole game together, my brother and I. Um, but the only level that that only he could beat was getting out of the Cave of Wonders where you have to fly on the on the flying carpet and, yeah. and oh like God, escape the lava. Part. Yeah, you need to play through that game. It really is like I really love that game. Like it I'm was great. Hard. I just had time it's to very like- hard. Okay, yeah, it's bust hard. I saw it all week, and like I got, I kept having, uh, you know. Yeah, when did video games get easy? That's my, that is my question actually. Because when we go back to these old games, it's like, oh, like they were challenging because there wasn't that much of them. Maybe that's not the whole reason, but they, they, they wanted to challenge the gamers. They thought, they thought everyone who played video games was just gonna be the best, like so good. Uh, and then like, uh, you know, video games today, or at least over the last ten to fifteen years have been made for like eight-year-olds like they're so easy and you like turn the difficulties up to like make them harder like what is this transition i think that's i think you're describing it like once people realize that people are going to buy video games for their kids and not just like for right yeah not for like nerd gamers yeah i think when people (laughs) in niche market i think when they were like hey we are making this nintendo thing and it's like you know 500 bucks or whatever in the 80s and it's expensive and it's this thing that you're not going to get for your kids and everyone's like oh no we will um you're mentioning the uh the the lion king wong and now i kind of want to emulate that just to beat it because i feel like now you've like reminded me of like a a defeat that i had early on as a child that i need to like come back and yeah i think both my brother and i gave up on that game like i think it was just too hard it's brutal i can't remember i think it's the um 
like the Hakuna Matata level. Yes. That's just like yes. impossible. It was impossible to beat. Wait, that makes okay. That makes no sense. The Akuna Matata level should just be like the easiest. Thematically, breeziest. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. I agree. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, thematically, it should be a level about friendship and the ability to achieve great things. And, and, it, and it literally, it means no worries. Yeah. Well, it was a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Timon and Puma are lying assholes. That's that's the moral of this story. Dang, that is yeah, grim. you know, I read recently that Timon and Pumba were not in the original Lion King script and were added in later in auditions after they just liked the two guys that auditioned for the uh, the two people that were Timon and Pumba. I don't remember the actors' names. Probably famous. Nathan Lane. Uh, and yeah. who was the other guy? Uh, Oh my gosh! Who was uh, Pumba? They audition for was it was it John the, Goodman or something? Like that? They audition for know. probably they audition for the hyena. Yeah, that and makes Timon sense. And Pumba did not exist in the film, and they're like, "Well, maybe. What if you guys were nice?" And what the hell did did Simba do when he left? That's my question. Is like, did Simba go off on his own, live in the woods <laughs> by himself, no Hakuna Matata? Like, imagine what a just a downer of a film without Hakuna Matata. Right? right? Like, what did like, he do the whole time when he was gone? Dying, you being exiled, evil taking over, and then you go to a forest and there's no Hakuna Matata? Like, what? what is happening? No, but there is still lion sex, so that's all that matters. <laughs> are you sure they got added? Because they seem like such <laughs> a pivotal well, point that, the- But if it's like, it's a Hamlet adaptation and they're like, clearly the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the Hamlet story. Like, but Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are... Barely in Hamlet, if you really yeah, think about it. But then Tom Stoppard gives them a whole play, so I always imagine that they're bigger than they are in the actual thing. Yeah, they're honestly in like two, like two, two, scenes two very like, short scenes. Yeah, yeah, those two scenes are just like, boy, there is some shit going down, huh? Want to get lunch? <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah. They, but uh, is there anything else we need to talk about with this game? Um, uh, I, any, any final thoughts? I mean, my main thing was like the weird, uh, you know take like where it just take a hard right turn from the movie and then it comes back to it but we already kind of talked about the genie's lamp and abu getting lost in the pyramid you know Uh, widening the frame of the franchise a little bit (laughs) i I do have a question yes what are the scrolls also, did Aladdin ever eat an apple, or did he, I thought he stole bread in the movie? But he's collecting apples in these games, right? Well, he collects the apple to throw at people. It's a weapon. Mm, okay, that's your sword. That's your sword. <laughs> yeah, apple sword. Is my no, animal. but uh, well, the apple. The significance of the apple. Wow, I'm a nerd. Okay, is that no? It's Jasmine gets caught for stealing an apple. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. Um, cause she was like going to give the apple to the little kid. And then yes. the guy's like, you're a thief. I'm going to cut off your hand. And mm, then Aladdin saves her. But yes, Aladdin and Abu steal a loaf of bread. And then they see the sad orphan children and they give it to the orphan children. And even though Abu is like pissed about it, cause he's an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For me, keep it accurate. Have Aladdin, no sword, give the monkey the sword and have them collect bread. Those are my only two. I actually would love if there was like a, a level in which it, you played as Abu and got like a sword. Board. Yeah, that would be amazing. Like, like that really, would be great. What if they just made like a really brutal, like first person action RPG as Abu <laughs> with a sword? Um, that would Who be really is this up. for? Is the tagline. <laughs> me, 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 me. I would play a game that was Abu with a sword. Yeah, that's just like really graphic. But seriously, I want to know, like, what are the scrolls? Like, you get these scrolls as you play Scroll. through. Oh, what? Scrolls? You, like, you'll, you'll open a chest, you'll get these little like pieces of like parchment or something. 
I think he might have been playing. They'll like show up in the top right corner. I'll be like, you have one of these things. See, oh, were you playing a Sega game? No, I didn't have a sword. I was chucking apples like a fucking plebeian. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that. Oh my god! Or like the little creepy, like floaty bug boys, like the okay. Well, that is sad that you don't remember that. No, the scarabs, yeah, the, the scarabs. golden scarab is uh, how you open the Cave of Wonders. It's how you, you have to get the scarab in order to uh, get to the next level. Like you have to catch it. And if you don't, you can't go to the next level. You have to do the level again. Uh, and you have to like f- get all the red jewels in order to get like a password to like start like over to like save your place basically right. the red jewels so that was super stressful that was actually one of my favorite memories of this game with my brother is like getting to the end of the level and having gotten all the red jewels and then uh writing down in our terrible like eight-year-old handwriting like what characters it was because it's like a picture of all the characters right i remember the first the one for the first level is i think uh genie aladdin abu and then the king the sultan yeah I yeah, think I that guess, was right. I I, I, it's written. I have it written it down somewhere. It sounded there all the same. It was before like the internet really. So like we didn't know to look it up. <laughs> right. Like now. Right. Well, games have sort of given up on that kind of shit because they just know that like you'll just find it by just Googling. Like that's uh, that was that's one thing I miss. Is, like, I think a lot of like like early Sega and Nintendo and also like, even the 64 and like early PlayStation stuff. Games have like a lot of weird discoverable Easter eggs. That they just like put in as like a thing that like you'll figure this out or you won't whatever. But now that the internet's there, everyone's like, well, anything we put in a game, someone's going to find. Yeah. Like, no matter how well we hide it. And I feel like that takes some of the magic out of like weird shit like, you know, like big head mode in like <laughs> NFL Blitz <laughs> or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, you don't. Well, are we going to say well, an Aladdin? Uh, no, <laughs> please, please. Tangent away. We can take a quick trip. It's not like Griffin's way more focused on the game than I often am. I'm done talking about whatever. That's why yeah, Griffin you were just, we just like, about I hated this mode. game. I hate you guys for making me play this game. And I look great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm in, just, I'm in a cool pose right now. I could uh, see oh, I that. You, I I'm pretty sure. Sorry, I'm sorry. pretty sure you're not wearing pants. <laughs> no, I am. Is I'm that... wearing shorts. Prove oh, it. I, what do you prove it? Like I can stand. I'm not gonna stand up. I'm, oh, can... he's not standing up. So he's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, yes! him. I'm wearing pants. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100 wearing pants. <laughs> I don't know. That's all right. Look, time for a commercial break. We'll be back after this. Hey Griffin, sup? After a long day in the gladiator pits, how do you like to relax? I like to sit down with a nice, uh, cold Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi is a great way to get over a violent day in the gladiator pits. If you've been murdering lions or fighting giants or maybe slaughtering hordes of zombies, just kick back on the couch, put on a little Wu-Tang Clan and pop open a Crystal Pepsi and chill out. Yeah, just relax, man. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, leave work at work. Don't bring the Gladiator Stadium to your house. Be a good dad, husband, boyfriend, mother, father, sister, uh, cousin, wife, husband, partner, non-binary person, whatever. Just be chill and don't murder your friends. Instead, have a Crystal Pepsi. Dank. Hello, Internet, and welcome back to the Game Boys podcast. It's me, Lux, your host. Your co-host is still Griffin Davis. Your guest is still Isla Glass. Is that right, Isla? Oh, it's Ayla. Ayla. Fuck. Ayla I was reading Glass. It. I have it written down. Ayla Glass. It's okay. Um, I spelled it out phonetically for you. It's a common mistake. No, you didn't. <laughs> you absolutely did not do that. Or if you tried to do that, you did it wrong. Um, but either way, we're back. We're here. We just finished talking about Aladdin, but now it is time where we rate that game. So, 
uh, how this works is you give the game a rating one through five joysticks with like a kind of last thoughts about it. Um, and I listened to our guest or Ayla. Fuck, I got already confused myself again. It's Ayla. I got, like Kayla without the K. Ayla. Okay, I'm re- like, I'm like Ayla. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Hold on one second. I'm gonna actually <laughs> change my note as opposed to Isla, which is like some weird feminine island. What's wrong with a feminine island, Griffin? Jesus. <laughs> Islands are for men! <laughs> yeah, how did you think Castaway? <laughs> not, a wo- not a woman on an island. Nope, Thank not you. even the volleyball. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, you're right. The volleyball was a dude. Wilson. <laughs> um, all right, Ayla, uh, you can go first because you are our guest and we're very polite. Um, so, yeah, rate one out of five and give us your final thoughts on Aladdin 1993, the Capcom game. I don't know that I picked the game, so how can I give this game like a a fair rating. I mean, I'm also well, going to Well, here's here's what we tell guests. Okay. Is that is that you know, it's you got to go with your heart at the end of the day uh, cuz these ratings don't matter. <laughs> um, uh, what? <laughs> um but uh two, yeah, it's like have you played a game better than this? Uh, could you somehow think of how this game could improve? If it, if it's if you don't if you think this game is perfect in every way and you wouldn't change a thing about it, you give it a five, and then I think just go down from there. I mean, I would give it a four because I think it does like what it's meant to do, which is like mm-hmm. if you're a fan of the movie, like it's hard to be not a fan of this game because yeah it's it was very fun for me like going through it years later and being like yeah that's what happens in the movie because it literally tells you everything that happens <laughs> in the movie in the right. in-between scenes but yeah no i mean it really captures like the spirit it's just fun to like yeah like have like griffin said like an extended um you know something else to extend the universe of aladdin and, mm-hmm. and spend more time with the characters so. four or five that's a great score i that, think that, they, shinji mikami would not give it a four out of five apparently he would give it a <laughs> zero right, man, what you got? <laughs> uh, okay so i'm gonna give kind of similar i'm gonna give it uh you know i think this game uh, like i said before it extends the universe it does a lot of fun things for the time it didn't really do anything to push the envelope or to like you know uh or or it didn't do anything to plot forming type games to really change them at all or, or do anything super unique it was really just a nice way to to honor and extend the universe and for that i give it a 3.5 out of 5 it was a good game uh but not a game that will go down in the annals of history all right well i i think i've played this game the most recently because i played it three hours ago um, <laughs> and i'll tell you i'll give this game a three and here's why i think that it's fun the apple throwing mechanic is cool. I like that you can grab ledges, which is like definitely a thing I don't associate with old video games. I feel like a lot of old video games, you can't grab ledges. So that's a really cool yeah, mechanic. Good point. Um, the thing is, A, everything moves really slow. B, I think there's a hidden jump mechanic in that game that I don't understand. And so I'm docking at points because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> I think there's a way that you can time your jumps with like when you land on things and push off of them to get extra height. But like, yeah, I could never figure is. out exactly how that worked. And it so also I could be because gr- you're playing on an emulator. It may not have the same functionality. Yeah, but no, the website's pretty good. Um, I think it's just me being dumb. But either way, it's, it's sort of like the game. The game has all these things like you have to get the scarab and you have to get the red things to save your progress, stuff like that, that depend on being able to like really understand how all the mechanical shit in the game works. And since it's not super clear and the game doesn't really in its design teach you how the mechanics work. It's kind of frustrating and infuriating. Um, but when you do figure out what's going on, it's pretty fun. 
Um, so I give it three out of five because I did. Like, I had fun. I liked playing it. I didn't right, get three, mad three at it. Three out of five is a good score. And now, guys, let's rate the other game that we didn't play. I'm going to start off with a zero out of five because you cannot, you can't turn a pacifist like Aladdin into a murderer. <laughs> and I'm sorry, it's just a complete. It's a stray from the character, and and it's wrong. I don't care if it's better animation. Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with the zero out of five as well because here's why. At first, I was very into it, but once I realized that Abu had the sword, and you're just taking the sword out of his hands and giving it to Aladdin rather than featuring Abu with a sword as like a prime part of your game, <laughs> yeah, it's a missed opportunity. It's like a huge opportunity cost issue, and I'm just not going to have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how will you rate yeah. the game? Yeah, obviously, Sega Aladdin zero out of five because super su- super yeah. super NES forever. Right. Also, by the way, yeah. am I not cool that I call it Super NES? Like it's called. Well, you're you, supposed to call it SNES. Well, you can call it SNES. You can call it <laughs> Super NES. You can call it the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. My super, preferred can, form of. <laughs> oh, okay. You want to say the whole thing? If you want to get real deep nerd, you call it the Super Famicom. Whoa. Sure. Sure. Um, family. The family console. The Famicom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is um, a way that I bonded with my family. So hey, look. instead of watching TV together, my parents would sit down in the living room and watch me and my brother play Aladdin. Oh, look. that is sounds like a blast. No, really. Like it honestly really was like a whole like family experience. I think that's why I like this game so much is because it really was like a whole family fair game with your game with your kids more family yeah, that's a real reverse Luxembourg family shit like we talked about in the podcast my dad like my brother and I would just watch my dad play video games um, yeah <laughs> which was weird because he's an old rabbi um but hey look life is what it is but that's the game <laughs> we rated it and now we're gonna move on to two small segments before we get on out of here uh, I have a new segment it's a surprise segment that Lux has never heard before okay You're super right I am surprised um and Ooh. this I'm also concerned <laughs> This segment is called What Was That Sound? Oh, I'm I gonna, hate this. I'm going to play a sound. And you're going to have to tell me who or what it is <laughs> oh from video what? games. <laughs> now, I'm going to have Ayla try and guess, but she can phone a Lux for help. <laughs> you think I'm going to know? Anyways, let's start with the sound. Okay, Lux looks really excited. Okay, so Lux seems like he might like know he it. Knows so Ayla, it. Ayla, you have three guesses to guess what that sound was. Can I hear it again? Yes, you may. <laughs> I'll just keep playing it because it it goes for ten hours on this YouTube. <laughs> Okay, it's like some kind of Looney Tunes character, right? It's a character from a video game. I mean, Looney Tunes does have video games. There are a bunch of Looney Tunes video games. But I will I will help you by saying no. It's not a Looney okay. Tunes character. Okay, okay. Uh, character from a major franchise. You can start guessing. Crash Bandicoot. It is not Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot is similar. It's like, whoa! Yeah, it's I like, guess Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> almost every game we play with guessing. Is the, track, uh, is the track doubling? Maybe. <laughs> Do you want to phone a Lux? Sure. Yeah, Lux seems like he knows what it is. I'm pretty sure. I can't. I There's two guesses. I think it's Waluigi, my boy. Yes, it is Waluigi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the step, evil stepbrother of Luigi. Oh. The most kissable Mario universe character. Remember this? Yeah. Remember this guy? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen that, but I don't know that I've really ever played a game with him. 
that character. There are surprisingly few for how popular a meme he is. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought it'd be easy, and then as I played it, I was like, "Yeah, this is a niche character." <laughs> yeah, it's Waluigi. Do you know when I? You just I just go hard for Waluigi. Are we doing a riddle or is Anyways, that? Anyways, that was what that sound. Let's move on to our next segment, Lux. Okay, so we're not doing a riddle, I guess. No more sounds. Just I one sound. did not have enough time to write a riddle, so I did. What's that sound? <laughs> totally cool. Just want to know what's going on. All right, welcome to everybody's favorite uh, choice-based game about video games. It's Play It Slay Delay Gang. Um, this game is very simple. What I'm going to do is tell you about three games. I'll tell you their names, and I'll read some written copy about them. And you choose which one you want to play, as in play right away. Slay, as in throw in the trash. And delay, as in, I don't know, like save for later or something. Okay. Um, <laughs> you don't even know. Well, you know. Play, like, slay, delay. Got um, it. Hit, hit us with and them. And so today's theme is uh, obscure platformers for the Super Nintendo system. First, we have Legend of the Mystic Ninja. Most stages, known as Warlock Zones, are separated into two sections. The first section is centered on town exploration. The second section of each stage is a platformer section where players fight through minor enemies until they reach the end and defeat a boss. In two-player mode, the characters can work together by having one ride the other, piggyback style. (laughs) Um, Second... (laughs) (laughs) Piggyback style, that sounds like a a sexual thing. Definitely sounds like a sex thing. Second yeah. section is Magical Poppin'. Of Mary Poppin'. The game, this game tells the story of Princess, an energetic little girl who lives in the peaceful kingdom of Toal with her mentor and caretaker, Gramps. An army led by the Demon King invades Toal and steals the magic jewel so the Demon King can rule the world with its power. Princess jumps into action, dons a little pink sword, and gives chase. Finally, we've got Mickey no Tokyo Disneyland Daiboken. Mickey has uh, taken play, 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 play. <laughs> Mickey has taken a trip to Tokyo Disneyland, but when he arrives, what? But when he arrives, he finds out from Minnie that his friends have been kidnapped and the park has oh. been hijacked by none other than Pete. Armed with nothing but a combo. (laughs) Sorry, this sentence is insane. Armed with nothing but a combo water helium backpack and some balloons. Wait, is this Super Mario Sunshine? (laughs) Mickey must trek through the different sections of the park to rescue his friends, held captive in some of the park's most iconic attractions, and stop Pete. Uh, Wow, cool. Ayla, you go first. (sighs) Wow. Okay. And if you want to help Ayla by telling their titles again, yeah, we can run through it. So we had Legend Uh, of the Mystic Ninja, Magical Poppin. And okay. Mickey No Tokyo Disneyland Daiboken. Man, this is Jesus actually Jesus Christ, that is the best title I've ever heard of. A lot life. harder than I thought it would be. Um Wow. Okay, so I'm gonna have to go with play Mickey, obviously, because it reminds me of I feel like am I crazy? Was Scooby Doo also a video game? Was there um, a Scooby Doo video game? Um, I don't know for sure, but I'd be willing to bet a hundred dollars that there was. I don't know. Okay, that reminds me. Of a video game. I think it was Scooby-Doo. And like one of my favorite levels was in a theme park. So um, it might have been a computer game. Anyway, so play Mickey. And I would say delay, sadly, the pink sword princess one. Whatever that what was that called? Magic Poppins. Yeah, magical Poppins. Magical Poppins. Cause I mean, honestly, like when I heard that description, I was like, that's <laughs> definitely gonna be the one. Cause one, the name, and two, then you have me at the princess takes action. <laughs> and she's got except for the fact there's a little pink sword, yeah, because little, I went like a giant. Kind of I wanted like a giant pink sword, but uh yeah. So I would say delay, and then you can throw the, the ninja thing in the trash. Although that sounds fun. Mostly I'm into it because of piggyback slay, style. Slay. 
Slay that. Yeah, I feel um, the same exact way. Obviously, you, you got to play the one where he goes to Tokyo Disneyland. I've always wanted to go to Tokyo Disneyland, and so maybe I can just live uh, vicariously through Mickey on this adventure. Uh, Pink Swords, thought it was going to be the winner, but I got to delay it. It's going to be in the back burner. I'll get to you. And I forgot what the first game was, so that made it easy. Um, yeah, I think ninjas. I have the same conclusion. We uh, it seems like every segment it's a triple slay. We triple slay the same game. Yeah, we've had we've been on a real triple slay streak. You need um, to make this harder. My my one thing <laughs> is I am torn. I am torn about Magical Poppin and Mystic Ninja, just because the idea of playing a game where you ride around on each other piggyback style is fucking hilarious. It is. It seems really cute and silly. And I do like how hard they worked on like the story, like the universe of that game. Like I was definitely intrigued. That action. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but so that is that, that is the game. And I believe that is the podcast. Um, you guys, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you, Ayla, so much for coming on. I guess thank you, Griffin, for co-hosting. But uh, Ayla, where can people find you if they want to know more? Oh my know more, see more, hear more about you. Okay. Uh, well, you can find me at Ayla Glass on Instagram, or you can also, I would love for people to follow uh, the new live comedy show that I am hosting um, called Ladylike. It's an all-women of color sketch and variety show that happens at the Pack Theater for Fridays at 10.30. So we have an, our next show actually coming up in two days um and that's at ladylike comedy show on instagram and facebook all right cross platform definitely check that show out that has all of the funniest ladies uh in la coming together for one show um oh yeah we got some real standout comedians that come in and play with us and it's been a great time so far awesome um griffman Tell the people what they want to know. Um, yeah, so you can find me front row at, at ladies uh, like lady like comedy show. Comedy show. <laughs> uh, you can find me try. front row there. Uh, I, I don't need to know the title to know where the pack theater is and what time it's at. Um, That's true. But uh, yeah, you can f- uh, follow me on Twitter at Shut Up Griffin or Game Boys Pod or the new sketch channel just started called Dad's New Apartment. Check Woo-hoo. that out on the YouTube's and the Facebook because we just released our first video. Lux. Yeah. Yeah. About a tornado. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a good yeah, we'll video. just we'll leave it at that. It's, it's about, basically like Twister. It's a good video. It's like it's like uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like a, that is the please comment that that would be the best comment. <laughs> it's a good just video. like Twister, and I'm from Kansas, so I would know. Yeah, yeah, a true expert in the cut. Um, all right, so uh, you guys, I mean, most of my shit y'all heard before. You can find me on Twitter at ML Surfboard. Uh, follow that at Game Boys Pod. Uh, Instagram. Follow the Game Boys Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can find the not even a show prank call stuff at not even a show on YouTube. Find the wisecrack stuff at wisecrack on YouTube. And also we just had the most recent party world wrestling show. It just went off. It was fucking awesome. Florida slam was a banger and you can find the archive video for that on twitch.tv slash party world wrestling. So check that out and watch the show. It's really, really good and cool. And I think wrestling. that's everything. I think he said r- wrestling. It's pronounced ra- It's spelled wrestling. Yeah, it's wrestling. It's pronounced wrestling. <laughs> we See, with, with an R. Griffin doesn't know this because he's from California. Yeah, but that's I how know. it's properly pronounced. Yeah. <laughs> it's party world wrestling, Griffin. Wrestling. <laughs> I don't. If you if you're from Southern California, you don't pronounce anything correctly. You just mumble and slur everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You guys that know that. You right. listen to the show. I mean, I mumble and slur every word, and I'm from the Northeast, but whatever. But Ayla, thank you, and I hope you set a tradition of every guest bringing me a nice beer. Take note, people. Take yeah, future note. guests. Future <laughs> guests. <laughs>
Winnie, do you have something to say? Oh yeah, does Winnie have anything to say? Is Winnie does Winnie vocal vocalize at all? It's her first pup on the podcast. No, Winnie, do you have something? Hey, Winnie. That was a very good show. Oh, thanks, Winnie. Winnie just spoke a full English sentence. Yeah, that was actually pretty crazy. I feel like that could have been like the lead on this podcast that the dog can talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, we didn't do any interview about it. So you got a talking dog anyway, so sketch comedy. Right. <laughs> uh, Winnie but, the talking dog. You can also follow Winnie on Instagram. Yeah, where? <laughs> at Winnie the Pooshon dot, uh, not dot com. She should, <laughs> she should have a website. But she just has an Instagram at Winnie the Pooshon. Sean. All <laughs> nice. right, Lux, take us home. <laughs> All right, so um, thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Lux. I'm your host. Your co-host, as always, is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Ayla Glass. Your editor is Haley Clement. Your intro and outro music is by Matthew Morden, and your art is by Brittany Metz. Thank you so much, Internet. We love you very much. Capcom's Aladdin. A whole new oh. world. A whole new world. Street rat. And now we violated DMCA. Our podcast gets taken down, and we get sued for this one stupid. Wouldn't that be a relief if we could just stop doing this because we got sued by Disney? By the ghost of Walt Disney was like, nah, dude. Yeah. <laughs>